Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome listeners to the Talk Show for Talkers. We come now to the very best part of the episodes that we've recorded this week. We have Moira O'Brien, the one and only Moira <laughs> O'Brien, who is an expert on how to run contests. No. And she's going to give us a tiny smidgen of, um, of her knowledge about how to run contests. And Moira, no pressure, not elevating you. There are a lot of things you haven't got time to tell us today. But what do you think are the most important things to tell us about running online contests? Well, now, Paul, I have to correct you there because I'm by no means an expert on contests. But I have become somewhat expert on the use of the platform known as Zoom. <clears throat> so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, it's very much to do with how we can utilize the platform to uh, the best ability, <clears throat> the best of our ability. Now, the first thing I want to say is to everyone, before you go into a Zoom meeting, check for updates. And the reason I'm saying this because Zoom is being updated almost weekly or even more frequently than that. They are improving it dramatically as time goes on and there can be incompatibilities we could be saying well we'll use a particular feature and because you haven't updated that feature is not available to you so you do need to make sure that your zoom account is updated secondly always make sure that you are logged into the zoom app don't try and attend a meeting on the browser download the app and log in with your free account into the app doesn't cost you anything but it is a security that most clubs are and most contests are going to be putting in to avoid being zoom bombed as i believe the term is called <coughs> when you get unwelcome unwelcome guests so that's the first thing now let's talk about the how we're going to organize the, the Zoom contest. <clears throat> and the best way that we found so far of doing this is not to hold the contest in the main meeting room. Why do we do that? Well, there's a very good reason. Sometimes people get knocked out of the meeting. Their internet goes down or they accidentally leave the meeting. It can be done, believe me. It's not too difficult to hit the wrong button. When they come back in, they're going to come back into the main room. If you're in the middle of, let's say, a table topics contest or an evaluation contest, you're going to hear things that you're not supposed to hear. So the way we get around that is to hold the contest in a breakout room. The main meeting room becomes the lobby. Now, it means that you have to have a Zoom master with host privileges, not co-host, host privileges, who does nothing else, <coughs> for the time being anyway, excuse me, <coughs> who does nothing else but 
bring people into the meeting and assign them to the meeting room. Or if they're a contestant, to put them into a contestant's room where maybe they're going to have their contestants briefing or if, if it's before the contest starts and the judges want to uh, confer, you can put them into a judge's room. So the rooms that I recommend that you, you set up in advance is as follows. The breakout rooms this is. So you have your contest room, you have your contestants room, you have the judges room, the counters room and a couple of spare rooms. Now I say the judges room, that's not strictly speaking necessary but it's a useful thing uh, to have at the start of your meeting. The important ones are the contest room, the contestants room and the counters room. I should say counters and chief judge <coughs> because uh, they will be the ones who will be using it. Okay, so for ordinary speech contests, there isn't really too much of an issue because everybody can be in the contest room at the same time. We don't have to isolate the contestants from each other uh, or from the contest. Let's talk about the complicated ones. The complicated ones are the table topics contest and the evaluation contest, where we do have to segregate the contestants from the contest room. So we put them into the contestants room. We need to have a co-host who would be the normal sergeant at arms in a face-to-face -face meeting uh, in the contestants room. We would also need to have a sergeant at arms in the contest room. And the sergeant at arms in the contest room will be communicating by whatever means that they agree beforehand with the host who is in the lobby because it is the host who can move people from one room, one breakout room to another. So what the sergeant at arms in the contest room will do is say, oh, we're ready for contestant number two. She tells that to the host. The host then goes into the breakout rooms and moves contestant number two from the contestants room into the contest room. That is the hardest part of the contest, to be honest with you. The other things that the Zoom masters, who would be co-hosts, will have to do is as follows. Within the main contest room, the Sergeant at Arms co-host will be responsible for keeping people muted when they're not actually speaking. And the only people that will speak in a meeting will be the contest chair. Anyone whom the contest chair calls upon, let's say for table topics or interview, or the contestants themselves, everybody else must stay muted. Now, Toastmasters rules also say that all cameras should be off. If you're following Toastmasters rules to the letter, which of course we will recommend you do, then you should ab abide by that rule, however much you might disagree with it, as personally I do, I think it's a crazy rule. But there we are. It's not up to me. <clears throat> the 
Sergeant at Arms, who is in the contestants' room for table topics and for evaluations, has the normal job of that Sergeant at Arms, that they make sure that people are being um, honest and keeping their integrity and not trying to cheat. And how that person does that, well, it's up to them. But obviously you do need to keep an eye on those people. But it's also an opportunity to check that the contestants' audio and video works properly. Because one of the things you do not want to happen is that the contestant goes into the main room and the contest chair calls them to speak and suddenly they haven't got any audio because their audio wasn't working properly. And you, they then take minutes to sort themselves out, which is wasting time. <clears throat> or their video goes, whatever. But we don't want those problems to happen in the contest room. Now, there is an issue which can happen, and that is that somebody gets booted out of the meeting. If this happens whilst they're in the contestants' room, it's not a major problem. They can come back into the meeting and be put back into the contestants' room. If it happens whilst they're in the contest and they are giving their contest speech, well, then we have a problem. What do we do? If they are kicked out of the meeting, there is not a lot we can do because it takes time to get back in. We could, let's say, and this would be up to the chief judge, maybe give them 15, 20 seconds or half a minute to try to come back in and if they have not come back in, to continue with the meeting. If they have hardly started on their response, then that might be a reasonable thing to do. If it's an evaluation contest, if it's a table topics contest, it would be unfair for them because they would have then far too much time to think about the table topic. So it would give them an unfair advantage. So in that circumstance, I guess they would be disqualified. <clears throat> Unfortunate, but there's not a lot that you can do about it. If it happens part way through their speech that maybe their audio gets messed up, um, again, what do you do? You can't, you can give them time to sort their audio out, maybe 10 or 15 seconds, but if it goes on longer than that, again, I feel the chief judge has to step in and disqualify that person. It's, it's unfortunate. Now, Antonio, I believe you've had experience of this in recent contests. Perhaps you'd like to share your experience. Yes, Moira. In our division contest back in the, in the spring, actually it was a club member of ours who was representing us and he just lost connection. Um, he just has a bad internet connection in his area. It's just the way it is. And uh, the chief judge was very lenient, tried to help him. He tried several times to get connection, but it just didn't work. And she went through all the steps and ultimately had to disqualify him. And to this day, I still believe he was the best speech and should have gone through to the district final. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have tremendous sympathy for that. But I really can't see any way around it. I honestly can't. I think it's it's a disadvantage of the online contest, the online contest situation, but it's something we have to live with. Paul? Uh, the rules are very clear. Rules say that each contestant is responsible for their own connectivity. Yep. 
it is entirely down to them. If they uh, are unable to maintain contact with the um, with the contest, um, they're disqualified. Mm. That's the end of them. Mm. So it's very simple. I don't have sympathy for people who don't do their preparation well. Um, anyone can have bad luck. You could trip on a stage mm. where you were uh, mm. making a face-to-face -face speech and break your leg, and that would be very tough luck. But you'd still be disqualified. It is true. So I think that it's it, it really is a distracting issue to be um, to be concerned too much about it. Uh, the rules have been very clear. Sure. Now, I, Tanya, I may be saying something that's unpopular, but uh, well, that, it may be. But uh, yeah. let's hear from Antonia now again. In in this case, uh, this this member decided that he could not risk becoming a contestant again this year for this very reason. I mean, I said to him, can you not go to somebody else's house or something to take part? But he said, no, he couldn't risk it. And he was a judge last Monday at a contest and his connection failed. So he said, uh, you see, I just I yeah. can't. <laughs> Ted. Well, uh, the one thing that that was very salient that came out of your 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 contribution today was the very first point you made about making uh, the main room not the main room. In other mm -hmm. words, have yeah. the main room as, a, as, as one of the, the breakout rooms. Yes. And Paul, I was at a conference in India last week and I sent you on a little video. You thought I was replying to your, your post that you had up on Facebook or on WhatsApp, but it wasn't. What I wanted to show you was that they had exactly designed it the way you're talking about mm -hmm. Mara. So the main room became the lobby. And then just off the lobby, you had all the little signs. Uh, number one speaker, number two speaker, judge's room, keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. So you just clicked on the door that you wanted to go into. Yeah. And that allowed you to go in, which was fabulous. Yeah. Antonia? Yeah. Yes, so I hadn't thought of that point before. And in fact, last night we had a couple of people who arrived late and we had to leave them in the waiting room. Mm. rather than admit yes. them while somebody was speaking, whereas with Moira's setup, they would be allowed to wait in the lobby and yep. still be able to hear the speakers. Yeah. And we also later had a tabletop contestant who, for some reason or another, could not move into the breakout room for tabletop contestants. <clears throat> she was due to speak as number six. Um, because she was on an iPhone and there was a technical problem well, and it just held yeah. up the whole contest. I'm glad you brought up that uh, that point because there is a solution to that and, and that is that when setting up the breakout rooms, you set them up that the people move automatically. There is a choice. You, you can tick uh, or leave it unticked, in which case when you assign somebody to a breakout room, they have to click on the link uh, to actually join that breakout room, but if you have them to move automatically, they have no no uh, choice in it. They just move as soon as yeah. you are. Uh, Whatever as, number they are, they move. Yeah. And there is also a further link which says uh, that they cannot leave the breakout room without being told, and that stops them um, finding a way of uh, getting out of the room that they've been put into. So that's another thing. Anyway. I think, uh, uh, sorry, Ted. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, Paul, the reason I sent that on to you, Paul, was to, I think, from a, a conference point of view, as, a, as an organisation, as Toastmasters organisation, we should consider doing something like that next year, where a breakout room is the main room and the lobby becomes where all the other rooms are, because you can design it as such that you literally do not have to leave the lobby page. You just click on the rooms you need to go into. So if there are if there are two or three semi-finals going on for the World Speech Org, um, Contest, you can click room one, room mm-hmm, two, room mm-hmm. three, or room four, and attend the one that you want to attend. Yeah. Um, you and could... more while you were speaking while ago about <clears throat> Zoom and the updates, there's a very important update yes. just after coming through. Yes, that uh, people can choose the room they want to go into. However, in a contest, that is dangerous because then contestants could choose the wrong room. It's fine for a speech contest, but uh, not for evaluation or table topics. I'm afraid that we have to stop there. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Join us again at the same time next week when we'll be bringing you another four episodes of... uh, the wisdom of Mr. Malamphy, um, Mr. Omani, and Ms. O'Brien. So from myself, Moira, and from Ted and Paul and Antonia, thanks for being a great guest. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks, Antonia. It was a pleasure. Thank you. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.